The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. Now, we often cover issues relating to homelessness on the show, whether it's uh, the causes of homeless, the solutions, uh, or the growing numbers of people who are being affected. But there's also business at play when it comes to the homeless crisis. So our reporter, John Cro- uh, Josh Crosby, has been looking at the money being spent to accommodate those who are seeking shelter. Josh, good morning. Good morning, Pat. Now, let's get the numbers first. Uh, how many people are being put up by the state in different types of shelters? OK, so, so the latest official homeless figures from last week on show there are more than 12,800 people homeless. But Pat, the word official there is crucial. These people are, are who are being accounted for, those who will be availing of some supports where they're being registered. But there are also many more who go under the radar. And of course, you have those who will be couch surfing, often described as the hidden homeless. But we can only go off the figures provided. And the Department of Housing's report showed there were 1,892 families in emergency accommodation at the end of September. Of the 8,923 adults recorded as homeless in September, there were 5,478 men and 3,445 were female. And sadly, 3,904 children were recorded. Now, they are in family situations, obviously, Mm. be it one parent or two. It's not that they're foraging for themselves in the homeless situation. But one way or the other, it's a fairly shocking number of people living this reality. And it costs a lot of money for every taxpayer. So uh, bring us up to speed on the funding and the costs of this emergency accommodation. Sure, Pat. So when it comes to putting a roof over people's heads, uh, there's big money being spent here. If you take Dublin alone, there's already been more than €82,690,000 spent on private emergency accommodation this year. Uh, More, actually, because that was what was spent up to the end of September. And this is just the private operations, not the charities we know of who have the shelters. For the whole of last year, the Dublin Regional Homeless Executive spent over €73,315,000 on the private emergency accommodation, otherwise or also known as PEAs. So one can only assume that we could be reaching close to a, the 100 million mark by the end of this year if we're already gone past 82. But when you try peel it back to, to see how much a provider is getting per head, I couldn't manage to get a unit price from the local authority. I was told it does not release the unit pricing for individual providers as this is commercially sensitive information. To hear from someone who, who doesn't have any skin in the game, if you like, an academic perspective looking in at this, I met with Professor of Social Policy and the Director of the Geary Institute for Public Policy at UCD, Michelle Norris, who gave me a breakdown of how it all works. Uh, Michelle Norris says there's a growing dependence on these facilities. The reliance on private emergency accommodation has increased. So until a couple of years ago, the voluntary NGOs provided about half of accommodation for homeless people and private emergency accommodation provided the other half. But in the last couple of years, private emergency accommodation is now providing around 70%. Some people may be attracted now to invest in this. Is it a feasible or a correct model to be going forward with? There's no doubt that homeless accommodation in general is a less than ideal model. So private emergency accommodation then is probably the only short term quick fix we have for accommodating homeless families. So there is an issue of where they go. But again, it's far from suitable, particularly for families with children. There's no quick alternative option to accommodate these families. Is there a business model for investing in private emergency accommodation? Nearly all of it is in Dublin. 
And nearly all of these organisations are guest houses and hotels that would return presumably to guest house and hotel provision if there wasn't a market for homeless services. So not ideal, you say, but a, a short term fix. Is it value for money when, when we see the tens of millions involved? Well, homeless accommodation of all types is far more expensive than other forms of accommodation. For both accommodation provided by the NGOs and accommodation provided by the private emergency accommodation. In terms of annual cost, it's two or three times more expensive than accommodating the same families using housing assistance payment in the private rented sector, for instance. So is it the best value for money? No, there's no doubt about that. What alternatives do we have, though, is the question, because the vast majority of those families have come out of private rented accommodation. That's Professor of Social Policy at UCD, Michelle Norris. Now, she mentioned that 70% of emergency accommodation is made up of private operators. So uh, how many companies, how many syndicates are providing this kind of accommodation? Okay, Pat, uh, we can actually see this reflected in in the figures we have. So I was trying to get a unit pricing from the City Council and I was saying earlier it was difficult to define it per head. But what I did find out that at the end of August, there were 613 families accommodated in private emergency accommodation in Dublin. And on the same date, there were 3,966 singles in emergency accommodation of around 2,322 were in the private emergency accommodation units. So it shows how much of a chunk the private operators are now supplying. Figures I also received reveal that there are 77 private emergency accommodation premises in the the Dublin region, but how many operators are there for the 77? There are 23. Okay, so is it three apiece, but it, you know, some might be only one and some might have five. Exactly, you're not getting the the finer detail there. Now, I can't tell you how many premises each operator is running, but but if you do go through the the financial reports, it will have all the big charity names we're aware of, and then it will have private operator, private operator, and so on. You can see one privately run premises in Dublin, one received almost 3.4 million last year, another family hub in Tala got over 2.8 million, B&B in Westmead got um, almost 900,000. But then on the flip side, if you take Limerick, for example, there are no private providers there at all. So look, it's obviously not ideal, the, the amount of money being provided. But then again, the other argument is that the capacity has to be found somewhere and the government are, is managing to find it. I met with the Minister for Housing, Darrell O'Brien, to ask him a few questions on what appears to be the growing privatisation of homelessness. The Minister says private operators allow the system to continue a flow of beds. So it is something that we need that is in place there to support families. And despite more than 80 million being spent in Dublin alone on PEAs this year, you will still meet people on the street. I've met people, you've heard on interviews that they prefer to stay on the street than go into a hostel. Does that mean that the money could be better spent? Well, I, I suppose, look, one thing to say is that the rough sleepers, they're at the sharpest edge of homelessness, right? Those who are sleeping on the streets. The last rough sleeper count, we'd honour about 80 people sleeping on our streets. And we need to support them to get them into safe and secure emergency accommodation. It's no question. Look, I've met, I chair our National Homeless Action Committee. I know some people would have a perception of emergency accommodation and for for their own good reasons, don't want to access it. We need to make sure that they do. The capacity is in place. And look, the country has, you know, come through, you know, a rather exceptional time in the last 18 months with a large increase of people coming in from Ukraine and from other countries as well. But we've still managed to ensure that there is the capacity to accommodate all of those people and particularly our own homeless community as well. And look, you that have, we're building more. And you have found the capacity that does deserve credit. But like, it's not ideal that people can make profit from homelessness, but then we need the services, we need the beds, we need the rooms. 
like what are measures are in place that it doesn't become attractive for investors? I, to- I, I, I understand the point, and we're very, very careful about which types of accommodation we use. And the state will always need the flexibility to be able to access private emergency accommodation. And if you talk to people who are in the services and in the sector, the really important thing is someone has somewhere to sleep. And that's the Minister for Housing, Dara O'Brien, on the balance of private emergency accommodation and NGO facilities. Uh, What are the people who actually work in the voluntary sector saying about all of this, Josh? Well, one can only imagine they feel some way aggrieved. Focus Ireland published a report earlier in the year which found that in 2013, four out of every €10 spent on emergency shelters went to private for-profit providers. By 2021, this had risen to almost €6 in every 10. It also showed that if we look back over the nine years from 2013 to 2021, almost €600 million of the funding for emergency homeless shelters went to the for-profit providers. Now, add in last year and what is predicted this year, you're up to almost... 800 yeah. Now, one of the problems is, uh, and you adverted to it earlier, is the trying to get the per head cost mm-hmm. because, uh, you know, the NGOs may say that the private operators are getting too much uh, and they may well be if the NGOs are doing it at a cheaper per head price. Uh, but we don't know. We this simply is... don't know. Anyway, there are loads of people involved in this. There are, Pat. There are endless charities and housing groups working in this area too. So I didn't want to, to speak to just one who might be providing accommodation. They might have an isolated, possibly a vested interest at play for, for this report. So if you like, I spoke to a homeless charity which works on the front line, referring people onto the housing accommodations and the shelters. I took a drive down to WH Five Loaves Daycare Homeless Charity in Bray, where I met with the manager, Tommy Gordon. Now, we've often heard how people will choose to sleep out on the streets rather than go into a homeless hostel. Well, Tommy says they even travel outside of Dublin from county to county trying to find more suitable accommodation. The accommodation is needed. Uh, there's no doubt about it. Uh, wherever it comes from, we had no accommodation really in Bray, emergency accommodation, until two and a half years ago. There, but there's now a hostel in Bray with about 20 beds. But we still have a lot of people camping, sleeping with. A lot of people come out from Dublin to us because they're afraid of the hostels in Dublin. They found stuff being robbed, the drug and substance abuse issues, and we can't accommodate them out here. Now, we don't have accommodation in this charity. We're a frontline. Somebody becomes homeless, they generally turn up at our door. We provide them with share facilities, hot breakfast, hot dinner, and inevitably a tent, a sleeping bag, and the basics just to survive a few days. The uh, Simon Community and Wicklow County Council have an emergency housing section. We have a great relationship. We refer them on there for assessment to get into the shelter or some form of accommodation. And you touched off it there. Like, What are you hearing from the people who come in when, when they talk about their experiences with emergency accommodation, with the hostels? Well, the people that come in out to us from Dublin, generally it's because they're afraid to stay in the hostels in Dublin. Some cases they even take a tent off us and stay in Bray and sleep in a tent rather than going to a, a hostel. Do you think there should be more regulation over them so that people do feel safe in them? I think I think there should be some sort of regulation. I mean, charities are such a very strictly controlled, quite rightly so. I think regulation and security has to be improved in some shape or form. Where the funding comes from for that is the issue again. And that's the manager of WH Five Loaves Charity in Bray, Tommy Gordon. Now, Josh, what can we expect? Just more and more private operators? 
Well, as we've been hearing from everyone, the, the supply has to come from somewhere. And, and we have seen it with the refugee and asylum crisis. Uh, regions populated with tourist accommodation are being sought after as they have the facilities. I, I asked Minister O'Brien about the, the prospect of more people looking at this as an, as an investment opportunity. And he says the private operators are needed. And we know from the recent budget that €242 million Euro is being allocated for homeless services, including accommodation by local authorities. But the costs are going to keep going up and up and up. And that Focus Ireland report I mentioned, it also notes that maintaining a household in emergency accommodation has gone from just over 14 grand in 2014 to nearly 28,000 to 34,000 per household now. And that's the average. It's more for Dublin, where the majority of homeless are. We'll go back to Professor Michelle Norris from UCD and Minister O'Brien for one final clip on this uh, to see where we're going with this and where or if a balance can be struck between the private and the NGOs. Michelle Norris says we need to be thinking more long term. The best solution is providing more social housing and critically what we need are more smaller units of social housing. So the vast majority of the social housing stock is three bedroom houses or four bedroom houses. Are there measures or are there regulations or kind of safeguards in place that we don't see more privatisation of homelessness? I suppose the challenge for government is... On the one hand, we need to regulate this, there's no doubt about this. But on the other hand, there's just an enormous shortage, even of private emergency accommodation for homeless people. Because obviously, there's also demands for the same accommodation for people coming in through the asylum system. It's a very tricky balancing act. So ideally, that wouldn't be the situation, it would be evenly regulated. The advantage of private emergency accommodation is it's available in the short term. So it's quite responsive if there's an increase in homelessness. So the balance any government would face is on the one hand regulating it properly and and addressing the need to do that but on the other hand ensuring they actually have accommodation for people. So what I'm saying to you is look this isn't about people profiting we don't want people to make exorbitant profits from this that's not the purpose of it what private emergency accommodation allows us to be able to do is to have that flexibility to increase or decrease the accommodation that we need at any given time. And that's really what we're at. And we do provide a significant amount of state-run emergency accommodation as well, supported by very good partners. My job is is to make sure that if someone ends up in a situation where they have to access homeless emergency accommodation, that there's the capacity there to meet that need. And the capacity is there right now. Minister Dara O'Brien and before that Professor of Social Policy at UCD Michelle Norris ending that report from Josh Crosby. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance. Weekdays at 9am on News Talk.